Welcome to Tia's Table, where we talk about making fitness and wellness doable for busy women like you and me. Looking for healthy meal ideas, workout motivation, and good conversation? Don't worry, I got you, girl. Sit back, grab a snack, and let's have some girl talk. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Tia's Table. I cannot wait to continue on with our discussion of counting our macros and learning more about our metabolism and how all of this works together for our good. But before we get into act two, I think I called it part one last time, but then I realized I missed an opportunity to be in sync with Beyonce. And so now I had to come back and rename it. So this is act two. My act two came out before Beyonce's. Ha, listen. We're going to get into it, but before we do that, if you're new to the podcast, I'm Tia. I'm a behavior change expert, a group fitness instructor, a soon-to-be precision nutrition food expert, and I help women every day develop healthy habits that align with the goals that they have for their health, wellness, and fitness goals, right? So if you are someone who is in need of accountability, you want to work on gaining momentum, you are looking for some consistency, you are looking to live an all new, healthier version of yourself, please reach out to me. You can do that at um, tiavfitness at gmail.com or you can reach me through my website, www.tiavfitness.com. Okay, so let's talk about what's on our table this month. Now, we are entering into what I like to call a heavy food season. It's a food heavy season. Here come all of the cakes, all of the pies, all of the dinners, all of the parties, all of those small plates, all of those appetizers, all of the dips, all of the spreads, all of the small bites, all of the cocktails, all of the wine, all of the champagne, all of the punch, all of the things that contain lots and lots of added sugar. And they're all so absolutely delicious and we love them. We love this time of year. You know what? Nothing brings me more joy this time of year than a couple different scenarios. And let's briefly just go right through them all, okay? Nothing makes me happier than driving through Starbucks on a nice, beautiful fall day where the weather is just right. It's like it's a little chilly outside, but it's not cold. So I can wear like my cute new little Sherpa pullover, half zip situation with my gold hoop earrings, you know, and I can drive through Starbucks and get me something real good to drink and perhaps a little something yummy to eat. And I can come home and let's just pretend it's a day where I have nothing to do, which never happens, but let's just, because we're dreaming, right? In my dreams, I come home and I have nothing to do so I can get under a blanket and I can sit right here on this couch and watch Hallmark Christmas movies all day until those children get out of school. Mm, love that for me. Love a hot beverage. Love a nice yummy snack. Another scenario would be oh my goodness, it's such a lovely day outside. I'm gonna go out to lunch or I'm gonna meet girlfriends for lunch and we're gonna sit and eat and yum, 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 yum. And then maybe later on that day, I've already been invited to some type of holiday situation. So later on for dinner that night, I'm going to somebody's house for a holiday something and they've got wine and they've got cheese and they've got little things being passed around on trays and everything is so lovely and it's so fun and so festive right? Then maybe, you know, we just say, 
copy and paste that those couple of scenarios over and over again until 2023. But you know, as the holiday season progresses and we get closer and closer to Christmas, the meals get bigger, the party invitations come in, and it's just like you're eating and snacking everywhere you go before you know it. So let's talk about that. That is what we're talking about today at Tia's Table, the things that we potentially might be eating. The holiday season is tough because I think so much of what we identify with that warm, comforting, loving feeling happens to be wrapped up in food, right? So how do you navigate this time of year without completely falling off of all of your goals? You definitely don't want to have any type of regression over the next two months. And you kind of want to go into the new year feeling ready to attack whatever your new goals might be, right? My strategy for dealing with this time of year is very simple. And it's very easy. And girl, you already knew that. Because if I'm saying I do it, then you already know it's easy and simple to do, right? So what I try to do, number one, is I try to keep working out and I try to keep my water intake high, right? Those two things, we cannot fall off of the workouts and the water just because it's a busy time of year, right? Because you're going to be out shopping. You're going to be out so much this time of year that the temptation, I think, to drive through like somewhere and get you a, a nice coffee or to drive through, or even if you're in the mall. Now, I don't find myself in the mall too often. I don't go there no more. I just order all my stuff online and have them bring it right to me, right? But I, you know what? But I do miss the nostalgia of the mall. I miss hearing the Christmas music, seeing Christmas decorations, walking through all the stores, smelling the Auntie Annie's pretzels, smelling that really good cookie from that really good cookie place. What is the name of that cookie place? And they have like the crayon colored letters, American cookie. No, Mm. I don't know. I can see it in my mind, but I can't think of the name of the place. But every mall has one. They have cookies and brownies. And like, I I love it, right? You love seeing this, everything there is to see. And you love smelling all the smells. So I miss the mall. But it helps me to online shop because if I'm not out bouncing around from place to place, that I'm not out needing snacks and wanting all these things that I see, right? Um, So when you're out and about, try to stay hydrated by carrying your own water. Definitely make sure you keep working out during this time of year. Don't let those things go. And then you want to make sure that you are eating with the new year in mind, right? You want to make sure that you're eating as close as you can with 2023, like at the end of your tunnel. So every time you think about, you know, what you're going to have when you go somewhere or what you're eating now for lunch or whatever, try to say to yourself, well, I know I might have this social thing later on today. So I'm going to at least still eat on plan for breakfast. I'm not going to fully abandon my whole routine just because it's the holiday season. And you can do that by planning your portions. Now, what do I mean by planning your portions? Well, I mean, I mean that not in the same way that I mean it all throughout the rest of the year, right? Normally when we think of planning our portions, we just wanna make sure we're eating a portion plate, right? That we're not overdoing it. But this time of year, when I say planning your portions, I mean this. Everywhere you go, I mean, if we're gonna be real, everywhere you go this time of year, girl, they got the same stuff. Everybody's going to have pound cake. Everybody's going to have sweet potato pie. Everybody's going to have mac and cheese. Everybody's going to have 
all of the soul food things, right? Everybody's going to have yummy little meatballs and corn dogs or the little beanie weenies wrapped in, um, what is that? Crescent rolls. Cause you know, those are like the fat, the fancy, the suburban moms, they do little sausages wrapped in crescent roll dough. Um, and they're really, really good. You dip them in this mustard stuff. Mm, they're really good. But you know, the hors d'oeuvres, the appetizers, the meals, the stuff, the desserts, it's all the same everywhere you go. Now, sure, the quality of said items might be different at different people's parties, right? So when I say plan your portions, I mean, think about where you're going ahead of time and decide what you're going to have when you get there. You do not have to have banana pudding at everything you go to, right? Let's say one of your friends is really known for her apple pie. So you know, okay, when I go to her thing, I'm gonna have my apple pie and I'm gonna be happy about that, right? When I go over here to this person's thing, she's really known for this, so I'm gonna have this when I go there and boom. But we don't necessarily have to make a low vibrational plate, which is a totally a joke. That lady made me laugh. Um everywhere we go, right? Like we don't have to have a full plate of food at everything you go to because sometimes you might go to more than one social event a day, right? You might have, um, I don't know, I think people do like cookie decorating parties and like, I don't know, people do all kinds of things this time of year. And I just want to stress to people that you don't have to do the full to do at everything you go to. You can pick and say, at this place, I'm going to have this. At this place, I'm going to have that. This person is known for this, so I'll eat hers. But when I go to so-and-so's thing a couple days from now, I won't have it because that's not even her her best dish. So I'm going to stick to what people are known for, what they're good at. Um, and I'll save those things for those events. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, we don't fill up everywhere we go. You definitely still want to eat before you go. Keep your eating habits the same. I think one thing that really gets to people this time of year is that when you know you're going to a party or you know you're going to a dinner or whatever, we tend to say to ourselves, well, oh, I know I'm going to that dinner tonight, so I'm not going to eat lunch. No, 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 no. What you want to do is you want to still eat your regular breakfast. You want to still eat your regular lunch so that when you get to these places, you're not completely on E. Because when you are already tapped out, you're dressed up, it's festive, drinks start flowing, then you're going to eat. And you would have eaten a lot before you realized like, oh man, I probably should have stopped eating you know, maybe a couple scoops ago because you get a scoop of this, a scoop of that, a pinch of this. Let me taste a little bit of that. And before you know it, you have a plate full of things, right? And you find that you're overeating, which would be fine if we you were only going to one thing. You know, we splurge at the one event and we're good to go for the whole holiday season. But we already know that's not how it maps out. Now, some people are back in the office. And while I don't necessarily like the idea of office potlucks, let me tell you, when I first got out of school, I worked at the Washington Post. I was 21, 22, somewhere around there. And we used to have office potlucks all the time. And the food was always amazing. 20-something Tia would kill an office potluck. She loved it. 
38-year-old T is glad she works from home because there's no way. There's no way I would be, number one, doing an office potluck <laughs> these days. But then number two, um, once you start adding that in, now that's your lunch. Now you've kind of have eaten all of these really cheesy and very decadent, like heavy foods for lunch. Then you turn around and you might have something like that for dinner. So you have to find the balance and you have to know what your social calendar is. This is pretty much the only time of year when I say to people, you probably want to plan your social calendar. Like take a look at that, what it is, what you've been invited to, what you plan to go to, what the vibe is going to be at that place. And then plan your meal plan around that. So if you know, you know, your homegirl is throwing something this weekend and the champagne going to be flowing and she's going to have all of these yummy and delicious things to eat, you can say to yourself, I'm going to allow that to be my treat meal for the week, which means all this week I got to hit my meal plan. Like I got to be eating on plan if I intend to splurge when I get to this event, right? You want to make sure that you know before you go. So before you go to anybody's social event, you say to yourself, what are my food intentions for this event? Or what are my food intentions for today? You set those and then you do your best to try to follow them. Now, if you're like me and you are the person in your family that does a lot of cooking, so now all of that food is at your house, let me try to help you navigate that, right? If you're doing a lot of cooking, of course, that means you're doing a lot of tasting and a lot of sampling because you want that food to hit when other people eat it, right? You want it to be good. And there's really no way around sampling the food as you cook it because that's the only way you can tell if it's good or not, right? So boom, we've, we've addressed that, that you cannot skip. However, when it is actually time to eat dinner, you know, you have what you're going to have. You make your plates like regular. Got it. I think when the food is at your house, it's the days and days of the leftovers or just having cakes and pies just at your disposal all the time that tries to take us out, right? So I know I normally make sweet potato pies. I make this very delicious dessert called Chewy Cake. It is a family recipe and my family loves it. Um, and it's it's amazing with coffee. It really is. It's it's really just the best part about this time of year. Um, and then, you know, I might make a pound cake or something like that. And so now, oh, and then I know my family's gonna ask me to make banana pudding. So now I have like all these desserts sitting in my house. How do you have the things in here and don't eat them? I think that's what people want to know. And girl, the answer to that is, I just, I just don't eat them every day. You know, I'll say to myself, I plan my portions just the same way I would if I was going to a social event outside of my house, right? So let's say I make dessert on Monday, right? Okay, so I make the dessert on Monday. And of course, you know, you probably will have some on Monday because it's brand new out of the oven, right? Tuesday, I might say, huh, no, let me not. Let me not do the cake and the pie today because I just had cake and pie yesterday. Wednesday will roll around and I'll say, oh, well, I might have a small, like a half of a slice. Or you know how we like to say, give me a little piece, give me a sliver. And I might have a little sliver with some coffee or something like that, right? Then Thursday, I might say, eh, you know, I really don't need cake and pie today. 
Now, Friday, if dessert is still here on Friday, because I live with four other people, and if dessert is still here on Friday, whatever is left over, depending on what it is, like if it's cake, if it's pound cake, I will either freeze it or depending on how much is left, and this is just between me and you, girl, I will throw it away if it is still left. And I mean, it would have to be like one or two pieces left. And I'll ask my family first. I'll be like, hey, there's one slice of such and such left. Is anybody going to eat this? Because by the end of the week, all of us are like burnt out. We're like, oh, girl, no, I can't eat another thing. And so I'll just start getting rid of whatever is left because I'm like, yeah, we don't we we don't have to finish it. Right. If people are truly full and we are truly tapped out and we are like over it and everybody's ready to like get back into our regular eating routine, then I'm game for that. And I will either freeze what can be frozen or I'll just get rid of things. I'll just throw it away. So. As we embark upon a new holiday season, I want everybody to remember, plan your social calendar out. Identify what the menu might be, what the vibes might be. Decide before you go how much you plan to eat and drink and perhaps even go ahead and pre-plug that into whatever fitness uh, tracker or food tracker you're using. And we're going to talk more about that in a minute. Go ahead and plug it in to that. Um... Stay hydrated, keep working out. And if you are going to have lots of food at your disposal at home, like if your home is the hub of the holiday food, well then girl, cook it all, serve it all. But just know we don't necessarily have to eat it all every day because we're trying to stay on track for these goals for 2022. And we definitely don't want to do more harm than good to ourselves as we approach 2023. So get ready for a new a new holiday season. I know I'm so excited. I'm ready to cook and have all the smells and things going on in the house. But we got to keep things in perspective if we want to keep going towards our goals. So that's what we're doing this month and next month, actually, for Tia's Table. Now let's get into... Act two of our conversation on macros and metabolism. Okay, so last time we talked about um, I just basically how to get started with like having your body composition test done, where you can go for that, what the results mean, and all of that. Okay, so now you have that, right? And if you don't have that, that's okay. I'm going to actually tell you how you can kind of DIY it here in a minute. So you have those results, right? Some other things that you're going to need if you would like to count your macros and you would like to start doing some of the fitness and food math we're talking about is you're going to need a food scale. And initially, I really didn't think that was important because I was using measuring cups. Like I have a chart on my refrigerator that converts everything from like cups to ounces So for example, if something says, oh, this is four ounces, I can look on that chart and say, okay, well then I need like a half of a cup or a third of a cup or whatever to give myself a four ounce serving, right? So those charts like that come in handy too. If you don't have one of those just for cooking in general, they are super, super helpful. Um, But 
I found that maybe that wasn't as accurate as I would need it to be or something about what was happening like with my own numbers and my plates made me feel like, oh, I should just go ahead and order a food scale. So I went on Amazon. I got a food scale. Girl, it was only $10. It was here the next day and I'm about to start using it pretty much (laughs) whenever I'm making my own food. And let me tell you why. I was making salmon in the air fryer. Of course I was. Of course I was making salmon in the air fryer. And my scale had just been delivered maybe the day before, I think. And I was like, you know what? The back of these packages always say that the salmon is like a four ounce serving. Let me weigh this piece of salmon and see if that's accurate. Because I'm basing what I put into my food app on what I see on the back of this food label and if that's not accurate like I need to know because of course if this piece of salmon is larger than what they say it is which the back of the bag the label says that each piece is a four ounce serving if this salmon is bigger than four ounces well then that means I'm like I'm missing out on macros and calories right my numbers should be higher because this is a bigger piece of salmon than what the the label says, right? So I go and I weigh the first piece of salmon and it's literally five and a half ounces. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe this one is just, um, maybe this one was just big and it was off. No, girl, I'm, I weighed every single piece of salmon that came in that bag and not one of them was four ounces. Not only was it not four ounces, but they were all well over five. Which means that this whole time I've been plugging into the app saying like, oh yeah, I ate a four ounce piece of salmon when really I've been eating like somewhere between five and a half to six ounces of salmon. And that's, that's a big difference when you start counting your macros and you see those rings start to close for your proteins, your carbs, and your fats. Um, you don't want that. Like you, if you put in your meal plan four ounces, you really don't want to eat five and a half, even though you could, you probably have the appetite to do it. Um, but based on what's going on on your meal plan, you, you want to make sure that whatever you've like planned for yourself is exactly what you're eating. So you definitely want to get a food scale. They're very inexpensive. You can get them literally anywhere, um, And that'll be a good start for measuring your portions and being able to double check them before plugging them into your app, which means that you want to use a food app. We've talked about that before. I use LifeSum and I use MyFitnessPal. Why am I using two? Well, that's because I first started using LifeSum and um, one of my ladies was using MyFitnessPal and we were having a conversation about the accuracy of it all. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to just use both to see which one I feel is more accurate. And even though my fitness pal is more expensive, you know what, girl? You get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. My fitness pal is more expensive because it's more accurate. Because they already have so many of the things you eat already plugged in there. You're not looking for foods. You're not adding things. It's less work. Now, is the My Fitness Pal app pretty? No. Do I like the way it functions and the user friendliness of it all? No, I don't. I feel like the app itself could pro- 
could have a better design, but you know, I'm no one's, I'm no one's app developer. So, you know, like, what do I know? I just know I prefer the way life some looks. <laughs> and if you could bring both of those together, that to me would be the perfect app. But I recommend people using my fitness pal or life some, or there's another app called lose it girl. They all do the same thing. Once you know your numbers and you know your macros and your calories, um, plug that into the app and then log your food every day and it'll show you if you're um, hitting those macros and staying under your calories or hitting your calorie count every day, which means you're going to need to know your calorie number. You're going to need to know um, how many calories your body is burning every day. And the only way to do that is by either using a calculator online um, or there is a equation that you can use. And we'll talk more about that in just a second. But you'll need to know that cal- that calorie number. And then you're going to need plenty of patience because it's not the most fun thing um, on the front end, right? It's not the most fun thing on the front end feeling like you got to weigh food and measure it and do it because, girl, we already got to go grocery shopping. We already got to cook. Now you're asking me to also weigh things (laughs) before I'm making plates or before I'm doing whatever. And I'm not saying people should do this all the time, but I think if you have a high interest in if any of this works and does it even matter at all, or if you're a person who is willing to try anything to see if it gives you results, well, then that's what this is for, right? Because I I have lived my whole life without counting calories or macros. I literally just started doing it um, a few months ago and, you know, you know, here I am. I, for crying out loud, I just bought a food scale. So, you know, we're in this together. We're basically at the same place in our fitness and food math journey. Um, and I think that it has been extremely beneficial and that's why I'm sharing it with you. So you want to, you want to get the food scale. You want to get the food app. You want to know your calories burned and you want to just have a lot of patience because, Adding up everything, measuring everything, and all of that will take time. And that's just what it is. And I know everyone feels as if they don't have enough time. And here I go asking you to do something else. But that's what you're going to need in order to keep learning more about your body and how it will respond to the whole macro thing. Okay, so then like, let's break this down. And what are we really measuring and looking for and all of that? Well, you will be tracking your carbs, your fats, and your proteins, right? You hear a lot of talk about carbs. And if you're hoping or looking for someone that's going to be like, girl, don't eat carbs, low carb this, low carb that, I'm not that girl. I'm not a low carb girl. I'm not the girl that's going to be like, never eat carbs because carbs give your body energy, right? Carbs, of course, yes, they are found in sugar. Most things turn into sugar, but also mostly everything that we eat has carbs in it. Girl, some of your favorite vegetables probably have a lot of carbs in them, but we just don't realize that because that's not the way vegetables are marketed to us, right? But sugars, starches, and fibers, they all have carbs. Um, Carbs are important because they are the fastest acting macronutrient for energy, right? Energy comes 
from carbs. Now, most of your carbs do get broken down into glucose or blood sugar, um, which is either then used immediately by your body for energy, right? Or is stored as glycogen in your um, liver or your muscles. So all of the carbs that you eat, yes, they do turn into an energy source. I'm not going to call it sugar anymore because I feel like sugar, there's, you know, there are negative feelings associated with sugar. So carbs literally turn into glucose or glycogen. It's either used immediately for energy or it moves on to be stored in your liver or your muscles, right? And which means that it's then used for energy like later on, right? For every four calories that you eat of carbs, that that's one gram, right? Carbs look like grains, starchy veggies, beans, dairy, and fruits when you eat them on your plate. And it's recommended that we eat at least 45 to 65% of our total calories in carbs. So when you think about that, and remember, we're saying that carbs are also veggies and fruits and things like that, beans, all of that, because I know when you say, oh, 45 to 65% of what I eat should be carbs, that does not mean like French fries and, you know, like super loaded baked potatoes with everything but the kitchen sink in them. It doesn't mean that. It means like good for you, healthy choice carbs, right? Okay, fats. Fats have the most calories of all of the macronutrients in them. You actually get nine calories for every gram. Your body needs fat for energy and it needs fat in order for other critical functions to take place like hormone production, nutrient absorption, and it helps maintain your body temperature. Um, I think fats, people don't really talk much about fats. I mean, I guess you do if you follow like a keto style of eating. Maybe you talk more about fats, but fats can be found in oils, butter, avocado, nuts, meats, and fatty fishes. And it is recommended that 20 to 25% of our total caloric intake be from fats. Now, I'm using a notebook to check my notes as we go through these episodes. So if you hear the flip of a page, girl, you know that just means that I'm moving right along. Okay, and so now we come to proteins, which is my favorite. I love tracking my proteins because proteins really mean that, girl, hopefully, eventually, you will see more muscle, right? Proteins also... um stimulate cell signal cell signaling cell signaling right they help your immune system to function it builds tissues of course like muscles um and it also helps with your hormones too right some of the protein rich foods that we already know about are eggs poultry fish tofu and lentils and it is recommended that 10 to 35 percent of your caloric intake be um in protein but that's kind of going to be different for everybody depending on what your body composition goals are so of course if you are someone who wants to be very very muscular and you want that muscular physique to show then you probably will eating will be eating way more protein than somebody who doesn't wish to have that same body composition, right? Um, And then some other factors can go into that too, like your age and your health. Like 
Are you a person that can even process eating high amounts of protein? Which is why we should always check with doctors and nutritionists and all of that if we plan to change how we eat very dramatically, just to make sure we're doing it in a way that our bodies can even tolerate. But once you get all of your, uh, you know, your things in order, you got your food scale and all of your things, you want to come up with what your daily calorie number is going to be, right? Because you need that number before you can figure out what your macros are. In order to get that number, like we said before, you can either use an online calculator, which there are so many of them if you type that into Google, or you can use the MSJ equation, which um, I'll put it in the newsletter or it's going to be in the newsletter. So like the next email, or it'll be in the email that came out as the same day as this episode, girl. So check your inbox um, if you want to do the math yourself. So once you find out what that number is, then you just pick your percentages, right? Carbs are anywhere from 45 to 65%. Fats are anywhere from 20 to 35%. And proteins are anywhere from 10 to 35% of that calorie number. Just keep in mind that all of your percentages for your macronutrients, they should add up to 100. Most apps won't even let you like submit or close out the startup process until your percentages equal 100, but just keep that in mind. Um, Also keep in mind that if you're going to be working out, you really should, you know, aim to eat a nice bit of carbs, right? Keeping in mind that they come from lots of different sources, As long as you make really healthy choices for your carbs, you won't um, find yourself in a place where you are associating negative feelings towards carbs. I want everybody to be comfortable with the idea that 45 to 65% of what you're eating might be carb intake. And then the same is true for protein, right? I think fats, if you're hitting your carbs and your proteins, fats are just going to take care of themselves, right? But the same is for protein. I know sometimes it's hard to get in a lot of protein or maybe right now with the way that you eat naturally, you might not be getting in as much protein as you might need, or you might not even be getting in as much carbs as you might need, right? To see different results, or you might find that once you're weighing food and trying to hit these numbers and all of that, you might feel like you're eating more food than what you already do. And I think the mental shift there that has to take place is, well, maybe before I wasn't eating enough. And we already know what happens when you don't eat enough food. When you don't eat enough food, um, pretty much nothing nothing is going to happen. Or your body is going to start storing much of what you eat as fat, right? In order for your body to develop muscle, and remember, we want that lean muscle. Like We want our bodies to turn whatever fat we have into as much muscle as possible because the more muscle you have, the more calories you burn all throughout the day. You want to make sure that you're getting an adequate amount of food in without overeating because at the end of the day, you will need the energy to complete the workouts, right? If you've ever wondered why you feel gassed halfway through a workout or like, man, how can people do, um, you know, 10 burpees without getting tired? Or how is somebody able to run 
for 30 minutes without needing to take a break or how is she able to do this or he's able to do that it's because their bodies have enough fuel in them and they're not running out of gas before they arrive at their destination girl so you got to make sure you're eating enough without overeating and I think it's a fine line and it's a balance to it and that's what we're learning right now so you figure out what that calorie number is for you you pick what your macro numbers will be right And if there's someone that you know, like a personal trainer or a nutritionist or somebody at a gym or some type of professional that can kind of help you pick your percentages, that's great. Um, You might be able to find that some of these online calculators will give you nice guides or ranges um, to go off of initially. Um, And those are very helpful too. But you want to pick those percentages and then you want to start using an app to track the food. When you eat, all you have to do is go into the app, say what you ate. Um, and if you know, and this is why the food scale is so important. If you know that you had like um, five ounces of steak, right? Then you can put that in and it's going to give you a very accurate amount of carbs, fats, and proteins, right? If you know for a fact that you had a three and a half ounce serving of broccoli, you can put that in and it's going to give you a very accurate reading. So at the end of every day, you can see like, wow, this is how many calories I'm eating every day. And of those calories, this is how much of it was protein. This is how much of it was fat. This is how much of it was carbs. And it'll give you the ability to see what your area of improvement might be. Like I know for me, when I first started, um, trying to count my macros anyway, I felt as if I was not getting enough protein. Um, And so if you follow me on Instagram, you notice that I started eating more chicken and eating more eggs and like adding protein more into all of my meals because it turns out that I just wasn't getting enough. Um, And I would say the same was true for carbs. I wasn't getting nearly as much carbs in as what I probably should have been. And now that I've been able to see that and now tweak my meal plan, even though I'm eating more food, it's still within the same caloric intake, right? So my calories haven't gone up. I've just switched up how I'm eating. And let me tell you, the benefits from this have been crazy, almost mind-blowing. So, you know, a little TMI, I guess. Every morning when I would wake up, I would feel like so bloated. First thing in the morning, as soon as I woke up, right? I would feel so bloated and I would always wonder why. I'd be like, why do I wake up like so bloated? This is insane. Even though I drink a lot of water, even though I feel like I eat well and like all of that, why do I wake up feeling like this? I don't know what the connection to this might be for this, but ever since I started counting my macros and making sure I'm hitting that water intake every day, I don't wake up like that anymore. Like my stomach now or like my core area now is, well, I don't know if it's really that much flatter. I need to do my measurements. I don't know how much flatter it actually is, but it appears to be so much flatter now because I don't feel like I am holding a lot of water. I don't feel like I am holding a lot of like little food babies in there now, right? I feel like my tummy is a lot flatter, which brings me back to a couple episodes ago when we were talking about the body sculpting and all of that. I'm like, hey, Tia, maybe everybody isn't, you know, 
Maybe everybody isn't going and getting their tummy sculpted. Maybe some of these girls are counting their macros and they aren't sharing that either because people like to share workout videos, right? And that's good. Workout videos are highly encouraging. They are motivating and we appreciate a good workout video. You know, the girls like to do the workout videos in the little scrunchy booty leggings and shorts. They do. And they put them up there and we love them for it. However, most pe- a lot of people don't show how they're eating or like their meal plan. They might show you a plate, but they're not sitting up there talking about how many macros each thing is and how much anything. They're not giving us the details of what we really need to know to mimic <laughs> what they're doing. But now that I've been like taking a closer look at macros and following that, I'm like, oh, yeah, some of these girls are doing this and that is how they're keeping their tummy small. How does it keep your tummy flat? Well, it's because you're eating just enough. So I'm not going to sit here and say those girls probably aren't hungry too because there's some days where I hit those macros and I I want a snack and I don't have any calories left and I don't have I don't have the space for it in my macros either, girl. My numbers be tapped out. And I be in here wanting a snack, which the flip side to that is because I'm the one that grocery shops, there's really ever a snack in <laughs> a snack in here. I mean, I guess I could have like an apple or some grapes or something like that, but you know, there there are no snacks to be found when I feel that way. Um, but I'm like, that's what they're doing. Because when you count your calories and your macros, you are literally eating enough to fuel your body without being like, oh my gosh, I need to lay down and take a nap full, right? Um, And because of that, I have noticed also a metabolism spike. So I feel like my body is getting rid of what I eat and drink at a much quicker rate um, than what it used to. And I mean, I feel like all of those are very positive benefits to weighing the food and doing the numbers and all of that. Like the trade-off for me has been well worth it because I feel like I can actually see a difference in the way that I look. Now, with that being said, I have also um, started switching back to using salt-free seasonings in my food, which is going to be tough this time of year because when I cook all that stuff for Thanksgiving in a few weeks, like obviously all of that stuff is going to have salt in it. It's going to have butter in it. It's going to have all of the fat from all of the pieces of whatever animal had to lay down and die for my family to have this food. And that means that I'm probably going to be super bloated and puffy after I eat Thanksgiving dinner (laughs) because my body hasn't had much of that kind of salt and stuff in like the weeks leading up to it. So I know that that meal is going to have an effect on me. Um, but I think it's been well worth it. And I'm not saying that everybody has to do fitness and food math for the rest of their life. But, you know, if we're being open to trying new things, I'm like, girl, try it and see what happens. The worst thing that could happen is that you'll try this and nothing will happen. The best thing that will happen is you'll order you a cute little food scale. You'll start counting and tracking your macros and your calories, and you might start seeing results. And then if you're seeing results, then I mean, that's not a bad thing. That's something that maybe you can consider adding to your routine and what you're doing. So hopefully this is helpful. Like I said, I'll put the math equation in the newsletter. It'll be in your newsletter. So if you're listening to this, check your inbox because it'll already be there. That's how this works. Um, I hope this was not too much. I think we're going to have an act three. I'm not sure, but I kind of feel like this 
this might wrap it up. I do think I want to talk a little bit more about metabolism. So there may be an act three. We'll see. But for now, let's move on to the workout report where I talk a little bit about what's going on with me and my personal workouts. Well, we chatted last time about something that I had been seeing on Twitter. It's called the flow body. And it's basically a Pilates reformer situation that you can have at home. So you can do those workouts at home. And girl, you know, I ordered one, you know, I kept seeing it on Twitter. I looked them up on Instagram and TikTok just to see what was what. I really liked that there was diversity on their Instagram page. I that I always love that. And so I said to myself, well, oh, let me go ahead and just order, you know, for 200 bucks, let me order it and see what the quality is like when it gets here. It arrived on Saturday via UPS. And which number one, I felt like the shipping was fast. I felt like it was doable, you know, not next day crazy like Amazon, but like, you know, doable, like it was okay. I appreciated the shipping speed. So it got here on Saturday. I opened it and I haven't used it yet. So let me first say that I haven't had a chance to use it yet because on Sunday, I can't remember what was happening around here on Sunday, but then on Monday, I was like in bed sick, like all day. And today is Tuesday. So here we are. Um, But the quality of what I saw when I took everything out of the box was nice. Like the weights were heavy. The cords feel strong. The mat is thick. um, Everything was packaged so nicely and like cute. And I cannot wait to try it. Like I can't wait to get on the mat, plug everything up and really give it a go. And you know, I'll give you guys my full review of it once I've had an opportunity to use it a few times, but just off of how it looks, like it was just so beautifully done and like the quality of it is just so good that I can't wait to use it. And I'll definitely be using that all throughout November. So my plan with that is because I love Pilates in general and I really did enjoy that Pilates reformer class that I went to. My goal with that is to maybe incorporate at least 15 minutes of that um, maybe twice a week just plug it right into what I'm already doing. Um, And if I find that the system is really good, they actually have classes on their YouTube channel. And I'll try some of those full classes to see what they're like. But if I find that the classes online are really good, then maybe I will start reserving like a Friday or maybe even like a Saturday for um, a Pilates mat reformer at home class. I'm very excited to try that. Something else I want to do in November um, is focus more on push-ups. You know, I have a love-hate relationship with push-ups as well as mountain climbers. Neither one of those are like my most favorite thing to do. I would rather hold a plank for five minutes than to do push-ups or mountain climbers, right? I would rather have to do 10 burpees at the top of every hour than to do push-ups and mountain climbers. I don't know what it is about either one of those, but I don't I don't like them, but through everything that I've learned this past month, it would probably benefit me to do some push-ups, right? Based on what I learned on my body composition test actually, I learned that I should be doing more like push-pull workouts and one of the exercises that the trainer that went over everything with me said, he was like, "Yeah, you could just do push-ups at home." 
and that would like help you. And I was like, okay, duly noted. And I took that little note back into the back of my mind preparing for November because I knew in October we were doing the squats and the steps. And now that that's over, we were welcoming in a new month, right? And with the new month comes a new challenge or like a new goal. And so my goal for the month of November is to at least do 10 push-ups a day, right? I'll start with 10 and see if by the end of the month I can do more than that. But I'm going to start with 10. And what I really need to do is time myself. I need to time myself and see how long it takes me to do 10 push-ups. And then maybe that's the goal is to see how many I can do within like 30 seconds or something. I would say a minute, but 30 seconds is going to be a good place for me to start. Because girl, when I mean to say I don't like doing push-ups, I do not <laughs> I don't like doing them, but that's my goal for November is to do 10 push-ups every day. And then I'll time it to see how long it takes me to do 10. And if I find that I can do 10 in less than 30 seconds, then I will keep going until the 30-second minute mark um, or the 30-second mark has been met. I'm also going to get back on my bike. Um, I said that in October that in November I would get back on my bike. So I'm definitely going to get back on the bike, even if it's just a warm-up or cool-down before or after a workout. Because I did a ride recently, like last week, I think it was, I did a ride with Alex, who is also coming to the treadmill. I'm so very excited about that. But I did a ride with Alex, and it was hard. I'm like, the bike and running are two different animals. Like, I can run all day, but girl, biking with the resistance, it's like, what do you want from my legs? What do you want them to do? They're giving you all that they have, and you are asking them to do more. And that does not please me or my spirits (laughs) so but my goal is like to get back on the bike if it's at least just to at least warm up or cool down um because I've been on that treadmill you know making it making it earn its spot in the house number one but then also making it earn its price tag um and then of course I'm back in the gym Now, let me talk to you about the gym. I had a a not so good gym experience the last time I was in there. So I had to give the gym a couple days to just give me some space. There are two different gym locations. And I thought about this after my not so good experience the last time I went. There are two different locations. The location that I'm going to was never my gym. I was always going to the other location, which is still like under renovation or something like that from the pandemic. Um, because like I've mentioned before, my gym was bought by a new management company and I think they're switching things out, like renovating, sprucing up, making all things better in their opinion. And so the other location, which is mine, hasn't opened yet. And I think once that other location opens, I'll feel better about going because it'll be the gym that I know. Well, you know, it won't be the gym that I knew, but it'll be the location that I know. I'm hoping it'll be the same staff or much of the same staff. I hope Um, it's closer to my house. I don't have to worry about traffic and the trains and any of that. And I feel like I'll have a better experience at the gym that I, I knew and loved so very much. So going to be back in the gym at least once a week. So we'll have Pilates on our new reformer twice a week. We'll have the gym once a week. I'm going to keep going with my um, cardio, but I won't be doing as much cardio. I'm going to really focus on like strength training, weight training, lifting heavier and all of that um, in the month of November. 
and I'm very excited about it. Oh, I'm also um, the assistant coach for my child's basketball team, and I don't know what that entails. I I have no idea. I don't know how much running I'll have to do with like running up and down a court, wrangling children. I don't know. I have, girl, I have literally no idea what it takes to be a basketball coach for six-year-olds, but I will be out there doing that. So please believe I will be starting my fitness watch for those practices until I get a better feel for what it is I'll actually be doing. And then lastly, because I'm the assistant coach for this um, basketball team, I also got the opportunity to meet and talk to some of the people that work in Parks and Rec here, um, you know, like in the town where I live. And I might be looking into a situation where I'm teaching classes for um, the county. I'm going to look into it and see how I feel. I got to do a vibe check. And I basically make all of my business decisions off of vibe checks, to be quite honest with you. If the energy doesn't feel right around something, then I don't do it. (laughs) But the energy I got from it today seemed very calm and peaceful. So I'm like, okay, let me look into it. Let me do some reading up on what would be expected of me, what the terms and conditions are, all of that. And, um, you know, I might go for that in 2023. We'll see. Cause I would like to start teaching again. It's just gotta be the right situation. So I'm looking into that. So that would be fun. Um, and for, and for crying out loud, the majority of my workouts used to come from my own classes. Um, and I would just like for that to be the case again here at some point, even if it's on a smaller scale. Okay. So let's get into some of the random but yet relatable topics that maybe we are all talking about or maybe not. I watched From Scratch on Netflix yesterday while I was in the bed sick. And it wasn't the first time I tried to watch From Scratch. I started it like several days ago, but just couldn't get into it because I kept waiting for it to pick up. Like I was like, oh, when is, when is this going to pick up? When is it going to get exciting? Like, what's happening? And so I spoke to a friend about it, and she told me, like, oh, Tia, it doesn't pick up, girl. Like, it's not one of those shows. Like, it's not going to ever give you a rush of anything until you start getting towards the end of it. And then it's just super emotional, but it doesn't, it's like nothing exciting about it. It's not a fast-paced um show is just kind of it is what it is but you should watch it and I'm like okay well I'll give it another try because I'm laying here and there's truly nothing else you know on any of these streaming apps that's speaking to me so I watched it and she was absolutely right it's very slow it has a nice calm steady pace to the plot and all of that um it's just a story that's being told you know And when the story starts to get good, it's for all the wrong reasons. And so then, yes, you do end up crying. Like, and so not only did I not feel good, but now I'm laying here crying and I was just like, gee whiz, this is, you know, this is not really what I was expecting, but I guess it is because everything I read about this told me people cried at the end. Now, let me tell you about from scratch though. One thing that I haven't heard anybody talking about because everybody's talking about how much they cried. But can we talk about Zora? 
Um, so Zoe Saldana is like the main character of From Scratch. And to think about it, I don't think I know. Oh, her name is Amy. Her name is Amy in the movie. Zoe Saldana's character, her name is Amy. Amy has a sister named Zora. When I mean to tell you I felt bad for Zora all throughout From Scratch, I felt bad for Zora. And you will see why. If you manage to make it all the way to the end of this movie, you would almost think that Amy was a villain villain to Zora. I mean, Amy goes through a lot. So, you know, her emotions are rightfully earned, right? But gee whiz, I'm like, Zora, girl, you you couldn't catch a break. You could not have a moment. And I can't tell if Zora was Amy's older sister or younger sister. I think she was her older sister, though. And my goodness. So in this moment, I would just like to acknowledge Zora because I think this is also based on a true story. So to the real Zora out there, like, girl, I see you. I'm happy for you and all of your (laughs) life's major milestones. Because when I mean to tell you, it appears as if your whole life, every major moment in it got kind of railroaded. That's what it looks like to me, but I, and I could be wrong. So hopefully more people will watch it and somebody will come back to me and talk to me about how you felt about that. But that was the other like underlying theme of watching from scratch for me. There is a new Babyface album and I don't know how many people love Babyface. You know, I get into all of the music things. I love Babyface and his new album is really good. His new album, I think it's called Girls Night Out. And it's kind of a celebration of maybe some of like the newer R&B girls. There's a song with Kalani. There's a song with Coco Jones, which is really, really good. Coco Jones is the new Hillary on like the new Fresh Prince. She is apparently a singer and she is a good one. Um, Who else is up there? I'm trying to think of who else is up there. Oh, Ari Lennox is up there. Um... People you know. It's the girls you know. And I hate to say it, but you know, R&B now, it kind of all sounds the same. So sometimes it's hard for me to tell like one singer from the next. Oh, I think Queen Nyjah. Is that is that how people say her name? I don't know. She's up there. Um, I don't know. It's all the new girls. It's like all the new girls minus Chloe and Hallie. And every time I listen to that album, which has been like several times since I discovered it, um, which I think it just came out, but every time I listen to it, I'm like, man, this album would have been perfect had he had a song with Chloe and Hallie. The new best man is coming to the Peacock app. I don't know if it's a movie. I don't know if it's a series. I don't know nothing, but I know I'm ready. And I don't even think I know the day that it comes out. I just saw the trailer a few times come across my timeline. And when I saw it, I was like, oh yes, I'll be there. Whatever day that drops, I will make sure that there's nothing else on my calendar and I will be sitting down and I will be watching that. I am hoping, I'm kind of hoping it's a movie and not a series because then you got to be patient enough to kind of see all the episodes and goodness gracious, if it's a series, they might try to do that thing where they spread it out and make new episodes come out every week like old TV. And I really don't like that anymore. The only show that I'm patient 
in that way for is Abbott Elementary. And that's just because that show is still so good. Like even season two, like, you know, everybody's sophomore album is the one that people watch to see if you're going to be as good as the first. And in Abbott Elementary's case, their second season has been just as good as their first. So that's good TV. Now that Halloween is coming gone, it is time to start figuring out the holiday decor and all of the holiday things. When do you bring out your holiday decorations? What do you do? We kind of chatted about this a little bit last time, but now that the time is officially here, I love hearing people's opinions on this. Not that it matters to me because I'm going to pull my Christmas stuff out as soon as I get the energy to do it. Um, And I've been kind of, you know, doing things here and there. I ordered some um, Christmas bedding because let me tell you, last year I got Christmas bedding for all of my kids. And this is what happens when you watch too many of those Hallmark Christmas movies. I was like, ooh, I should get them like Christmas sheets and Christmas bedding so that when they go to bed at night, you know, they're tucked in, they all have their little Christmas trees and now they'll have their little Christmas sheets and their Christmas comforters. So I did that for them last year. But then when I would go into my room, it would still be the same bedding and it was kind of like womp womp, right? So this year I ordered myself Christmas bedding. I went on Pinterest to get an idea of how you could do, you know, like Christmas in your master bedroom without it looking like too Christmassy. Because I don't want my house to look like a holiday movie. Like I don't want it to look like a Hallmark Christmas movie. You know, I just want the the energy, right? So I went on Pinterest. I found a picture that I really liked that had um, like, It was that Christmas green, like the evergreen, like Christmas tree green. And I felt like I could tolerate that because see, on the one hand, it's like, I want to do all these decorations. And on the other hand, I don't like looking at a lot of stuff hanging from everywhere. Like I don't want to be overstimulated visually by like the decor of my house either. (laughs) So it's like, I do just enough to give you that, you know, Merry Christmas, but I don't overdo it to the, to the point where it's like, um, what is that movie where they have the holiday Christmas um, competition, the decorating competition? I don't know. What's the name? Of, Jingle All the Way, maybe? Is that the one where the guy from, um, what is his name? The guy from, now I'm about to go down a rabbit hole, but the guy from the show, he used to have a show that used to come on when we were younger. And he was like a handyman or something. And then his neighbor, you you never saw past his neighbor's nose next door. But that guy is in a holiday movie where him and his wife are trying to go on a Christmas cruise. And they have to decorate their house. Like they're the only house that's not decorated. And then the neighbors help them decorate. Whatever. I don't want my house to look like that. I just want my house to be like appropriately decorated for the people that live here in the season that we're in. Um, but I ordered myself some bedding. I haven't put it on the bed yet. I also picked up some garland for my headboard. Um, and I, I did put that up just to measure it, just to make sure it was long enough, but I haven't like fluffed it or anything like that. But you know, now that it's November, I might make some time to go up there and fluff it out. Um, and I'll definitely start going ahead and changing out Um, I'll go ahead and start changing out everybody's bedding maybe towards the end of this week. 
I don't know. My baby's birthday is also this weekend. And so sometimes I like to try to wait until his birthday is over before I start like doing all the Christmas stuff. So we'll see. We will see. I tried the Lululemon leggings. And I have to say that they are worth everything. If I haven't already mentioned that, I kind of feel like I did, but I couldn't find that in any of my previous notes. I tried the Lululemon leggings and y'all, they're good. They stay put. They do what they're supposed to do. The ones that I have have a hidden drawstring in them. So you're also able to like tighten the waist or like make the waist fit you. Um, And I'm really hating that while I was in the moment to splurge, I only bought one pair. Because now I just have to keep washing and re-wearing that same pair over and over again. And I really hate that. So for Christmas this year, when people ask me what I want, I will be telling them, you can get me a Lululemon gift card so that I can go ahead and stock up on those leggings and get rid of some of the leggings that be slipping and sliding all over the place. And then lastly, another thing that I just kind of found that I ordered online and took a chance on because it was on sale was this Sherpa jacket from Old Navy. When it came, the color was perfect. It's like this neutral purple. It's like a purple earth color that is just perfect. And it's not just me. It is not just me that feels that this little jacket was cute because when I wore it on Sunday to go run errands, that's what happened to me that Sunday. When I was trying to figure out what where I was on Sunday, I was out running errands, grocery shopping. But when I was out at like Target and Kroger on Sunday... I got stopped more than once about that jacket. And the young girl that stopped me in Target about it, um, when I told her that I had gotten it from Old Navy, she couldn't believe it. She said, Old Navy did that. And I said, yes, niece. Yes, sweet, sweetheart. Old Navy. <laughs> Old Navy did this. And I don't know if Old Navy has it in the store, but I ordered mine online and it was on sale. It was only like 30 bucks and it came in the mail and it's cute. The color is purple, um, like that pretty purple that's kind of like an earth tone. But then it's got this rose gold like zipper for the half zip. And it's great. Like I'm so in love with it. So if you happen to see that while you're in Old Navy or online at Old Navy, girl, grab you one. Cause it was, and it was also very warm. Like it kept me so warm. And the woman that stopped me in Kroger actually told me I look cozy. She was like, oh my gosh, you look so cute and cozy. And I was like, oh, thanks. It's my new old Navy Sherpa. No one's paying me to say that, by the way, but it's true. It was cute and it's cozy. I love this time of year. And I think that wraps up today's episode. Look at me calling on time. I love that. I love it when we can bounce back and get things back on track after after them not being on track. I love that for us. Remember, when you're out, compliment some woman. Tell them their cute Sherpa jacket makes them look cute and cozy. Don't compete. Don't compare. Don't complain. What God has for you is for you and never knock another woman's hustle. Be sure to rate and review this episode if you haven't already done so. And girl, give me all the fives, okay? If you're going to give me lower than a four, then girl, you just slide into my DMs and give me your feedback and tell me how I could be making this better, right? You can email me at tfvfitness at gmail.com. Be sure to visit the website. Stay tuned for the 2023 announcement for my next online group coaching program. You know, the ladies that did it this fall, they have graduated. Pounds and inches were lost. New habits were developed. I'm so excited for them. So proud of them. 
If you are one of those ladies and you're listening to this, I commend you. Thank you for being a part of the very first group. And I can't wait to have a whole new set of ladies in 2023. I think that's going to wrap it up for us. I got to go get my kids from school and I've got to go put this dog in his crate because he's doing something crazy behind me. I love you, girl. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.